Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Waking Up Spiritually podcast. I'm Wendy Rose Williams, and we're here on the Lionsgate portal. Today is August 8th, 2022, and just thrilled to be uh, podcasting live to you. I realize you're going to be hearing this later as a recording, but thrilled to be here in the energy of the Lionsgate portal with that heart chakra opening. I am an energy healer, specifically past life energy, and I help people release uh, pain, both physical and emotional chronic pain, depression and anxiety, PTSD, things that just do not serve you uh, anymore. And get those into, get them into your past so that you can really enjoy now, feel healthier and happier now. And like your life is filled with purpose. So I trained with Dr. Brian Weiss, among others, for hypnotherapy. And that is one of the tools in the toolkit to get you feeling wonderful. And I'll turn it over now. Um, today's also our 50th um, podcast. So thrilled to be uh, celebrating that with Greg Kirk, uh, my co-host, and I'll turn it over to him. There's a high five from across the country, Wendy. <laughs> 50 episodes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Wendy's all, all the way out in the Seattle area, and I'm uh, just outside of New York City. I'm in Connecticut, so it's a, we couldn't be much further away in the country from each other, but <laughs> and it's to do this for 50 episodes. That's so cool. So, uh, you know, thank you for doing this with me, and, uh, you know, here's to 50 more. Um, yes. Yes. I, my absolute pleasure, Greg. <laughs> my name is Greg Kirk. I, you can Come see what I do at gregkirk.com. That's spelled G-R-E-G-G-K-I-R-K.com. I'm an energy healer, light worker. I run an online group healing circle every Sunday at noon Eastern time. I do in-person sessions. I also do remote sessions over the phone or through Zoom, whatever you prefer. Uh, removing blocks to healing, removing blocks to your spiritual evolution. And... Um, so today we are celebrating and identifying the Lionsgate portal, which is, you know, great numerology today. It's 8822. Um, oh, today, today our topic is unusual healing. So Wendy and I want to talk about some things that some things we've gone through as uh, healies, as patients, but also things we've helped other patients go through that we consider unusual, which is saying something because we Pretty much all we've talked about up to on these 50 episodes are some pretty unusual things, but these uh, rose to the top as being even more unusual than the unusual healings we've experienced. So let me get this uh, rolling here on the, the standouts. <laughs> yeah, the and, standouts. And while Greg does that, while well, he brings up the PowerPoint, um, because some of you are listening certainly via the podcast apps, but you also can look at our YouTube or you can look at at our website, which is wakingupspiritually.com. And there you'll be able to see the PowerPoints that we are working from and describing. So it could just be more visually interesting uh, versus just uh, just listening to it. And my website is wendyrosewilliams.com. So you can visit me there and request a complimentary 15-minute phone appointment with me. I just want to make sure you're seeing the, the deck okay now. I am. Yes, the okay, PowerPoint good. is up. Yes, thank you. All right, so let's move on and start talking about what is the Lionsgate portal and uh, what do you recommend? Do you, you want to kick this off, Wendy, and I can follow up? 
Um, just the point I wanted to make was it's it's every year, it's always this date. You can feel the energies building a few days before, you can feel them strongly afterwards. And it's just a heart opening moment. And that can feel fantastic. And that can also feel pretty challenging. Um, so it's just really strong um, energies. I mean, think of a lion, uh, you know, what could be more brave, courageous leader of the pack? It's a big energy um, that this heart shock for opening is available to us every August 8th. It's also a big time for manifestations as well. So the, 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 the um, full portal opening starts from uh, July 26th and it goes all the way to August 12th. Um, but 8-8 eight, eight is, I would say, and Wendy, you probably agree, is, is kind of the, the sweet pinnacle. spot. Yeah, the pinnacle, the, the sweet spot. Um, and yes, you can feel symptoms from it. Um, the best thing you can do is just to you know, be as heart-centered as possible. In other words, try not pushing uh, your agenda on people or you know, none of this, you know, trying to get back or defending yourself or any of that. Just you know, really go into to your heart and, and look at your heart's desires, because right now manifestations, uh, everyone I'm talking to, they're happening very rapidly right now. So I was going to say they've become, they've become instant. It's just, they've become amazing. So you right. just really want to pay attention to what you're thinking is because you're creating things very quickly. So make sure you're thinking what you want to be creating, not what you don't want to be creating. Right, exactly. So th this is uh, this is actually, uh, here's some information that we shared last year on this date, 8-8-21. Um, what should you do? What should you look into manifesting? And so use your heart, your intuition, not your brain, to analyze and filter things that are currently in your life or absent that would be good for your spiritual growth. And once you focus on an intent, begin the acceptance and gratitude process. So this is not like creating a wish. There's part of a wish or a hoping that has this element of, I hope, you know, I hope it happens. It might not happen, but I hope it happens. Or I wish this to be, but, you know, I don't know if it will. This is not that kind of, this is for a more successful manifestation. You think of the thing that you want, and then you start imagine, imagining um, that you have it. And then, and then what, how does that feel? So start feeling all the emotions around the acceptance of it and everything. And, and then, you know, that emotional state, it, you've created the, the state of you've already got it. So if you can achieve that state and, and tr you know, just a quick thing about this, because I, I talked to somebody a long time ago who she was trying to sell her house and she was having a hard time manifesting it. And uh, it got to the winter time where she thought, now I'm never going to sell the house because it's winter time and people hardly ever buy houses in that period of time. So a, a woman who is her spiritual advisor said, all right, basically same instructions that I just gave. And she asked, you know, my friend, what would be the emotional state you'd be in, you know, if you sold the house? And she said, oh, I'd be happy. And, and you know, so she, she said, all right, great, do that. So anyway, it didn't happen, right? So she came back to this woman and she said, I did what you said. And she said, well, let me ask you this. Are you really going to be happy when you sell the house? What's the real emotion? Like maybe let's, you know, put your feet to the fire on this. What, how are you really going to feel? Aren't you actually going to feel relieved? And she said, oh my God, <laughs> yes. Relief is the emotion that I'll feel when I sell the house. 
I mean, I'll feel happiness afterwards, you know, after I get the check, but the immediate, you know, response is relief. So look into those kinds of things, those little emotional tweaks in your manifestations uh, is great advice that I received from this woman years ago. So that, you know, once you do that, you achieve that emotional state, it just, it happens almost instantaneously. So let's, uh, let's move on here, Wendy. So I'm going to, We'll move now into our real-world unusual healings um, stories, and I'll I'll kick one off with uh, one that I described in my book, The Gratitude Curve, which uh, you can check out on my website or you can go to Amazon. But um, this was one of the first, uh, I would say, supernatural experiences uh, I had, where I was very ill with Lyme disease. I met a, a healer who. Um, when I, f- I met her in her office the first couple of times uh, she, and she didn't know me, you know, from anyone. And so she was not familiar with me and, and we weren't sharing, you know, anything outside of professional relationship kind of situation until um, one day I mentioned something about energy healing and I was a trained Reiki master and I'd had some experiences um, that she thought, okay, now I can tell this guy what's going on. And basically, according to her, my higher self you could move into the full woo-woo. <laughs> right. Yeah. She wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, she wasn't going to freak me out or anything. She, well, what she told me still freaked me out, but in a good way, she said that my, um, she called it my higher self and perhaps it was, but my image of me came to her three nights prior to, um, well, I'd already met her the one time, but the, between visits, my higher self had gone to her and was more or less trying to get her, you know, petition her to heal me. <laughs> and she said, I didn't know how to tell you this, but your energy body was, was, you know, almost pestering me. Please help. So I said, well, you've got my permission now. So, you know, let, let's do this. So she began doing remote sessions on me quite a few times. One night, it, and again, I was had a lot of physical symptoms with Lyme disease. I was on antibiotics. I was just having a really, really rough time. So one night I was, had my feet up. I was on the couch. I was watching TV and I just conked out in the middle of watching TV. Um, behind my head was a, was a, like a quilt that we had to, you know, we, you put it over you when you fall asleep on the couch, you know, but this was folded up behind me. I was actually using it for a pillow. Um, and I'd say a couple of hours later, I woke up and the quilt was over me, you know, and I thought, oh, you know, my wife did it. You know, my wife, that was very nice of her. She put the quilt over me and, and you know, I ended up going up to bed that night. And then all of a sudden I woke up in the middle of the night shivering, like I was freezing cold. So I, I went to our closet and just put on some clothes and then went back to bed. And I just thought, wow, that was really strange. So uh, woke up the next day, mentioned to my wife, you know, I thanked her. I said, thank you for putting that quilt on me. She said, I didn't do that. I said, what? What do you mean? Like a quilt was, you know, intentionally put over my shoulders and over my feet. She said, I swear to you, I did not do that. It was folded behind you, just like, you know, when you went to sleep. I said, what? This doesn't make any sense. So I emailed this woman and I told her what happened. And she said, um, let me tell you about the healing session I did last night around, you know, it was like 11 o'clock when I was asleep. 
she said, I was doing this healing session. I put you in this big vat of like healing liquid, you know, like a hot tub of healing. And she said at one point, and she said, I was healing you. And then I went to go like heal somebody else. Next thing I knew, I turned around and you were out of the vat. You were like freezing cold. So I, I wrapped you in this, you know, this blanket. I asked the angels to wrap you in a blanket. I said, that actually happened. <laughs> like, like physically wow. happened. And uh, so that was, I can't explain that. That that was something that physically, I mean, uh, a blanket was put on me. I would have loved to have had, you know, a surveillance camera in our house that night. That's <laughs> this blanket would have just like, I don't know, unwrapped itself and put itself on me. It was new, incredible. New use for ring doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, Wendy, what what do you, what do you think of that? What that that's just amazing. It just feels to me great. I can really feel that in my heart. And it, it just feels like you so needed the healing and were so open to it and have been asking for it that it it became physical because yes, energy healings are physical. I mean, it's all connected, our mind, body, spirit, our physical, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual bodies. And what a great example of it. That that's amazing. Yeah. So just that that warmth, that blanket that you needed literally manifested itself there for you. Right. Uh, really incredible. So let's move on to your slide here, Wendy. Sure. So this one might be a bit surprising um, to think of as a healing, but there is the concept of something called dark night of the soul, and it's often misunderstood. Uh, it can be the most challenging event of your life uh, to have to have a dark night of the soul. And the reason I put night in quotes here for those of you who are looking at the PowerPoint is it does not last one night. It can go on for typically it goes on for weeks, if not months. And some people it goes on for years. So what goes on is the ego does not like change. Um, and our ego, its job is to keep us alive. And it takes a, that very literally. And the ego can resist a positive soul level growth. And the ego can just kick up a heck of a fuss when we're going through the soul level growth that we need that we don't like as humans. So the ego can kick off a tremendous fear, anger, and other low vibration energy to resist the change. It's, it's kind of like your soul is trying to drive your car and it's got your foot on the gas and your ego is slamming on the brakes at the same time. So it does not feel good. And that's, that's what that dark night of the soul can, can feel like. It can feel like a stall out or feel like a skid um, in a lot of ways. And I love the quote, uh, the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And rather than mind, I, I really think we're talking about the ego there. Uh, the dark night, it is an opportunity to balance your ego. You can't eradicate it, um, but you can certainly learn how to balance it, just as you can learn how to balance the feminine and the masculine sides of the body and those uh, two parts of our energy 
uh, the right side of the body being being the masculine, uh, the giving side, and the left side of the body being the feminine receiving side, obviously we need both. And it is an opportunity as you move through that dark night um, to raise your vibration and frequency. Um, but as I said, it can feel like you're going crazy because it can feel heartbreaking because all of a sudden you don't feel like you can connect with the divine. And that can just feel like the rug being pulled out from under your feet and like you have fallen on your face flat on the cement floor um, or sidewalk. And it's like, I just don't even know how to pick myself up. I just don't understand because you're, you can be in such a, such a free fall. Um, the first dark night I had was so terrifying. I literally put myself to bed. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know the concept and I wasn't in touch enough with my higher self and guides to say, what's going on. And yes, do remember, I, I said that connection goes away too. So uh, you've got to be lucky and you got to be quick to be getting that on the front end to be able to still get some information. So I just went to bed, literally feeling wrecked, like I wasn't sure I was going to make it till morning. And it was so frightening. I pulled the covers up over my head. I pulled the sheet up over my head like a, like a three-year-old. And kind of my last thought was, am I going to die? Am I, I just, I don't understand. Am I, am I dying? Am I supposed to kill myself? And I have never once in my life felt suicidal or deeply depressed like that. And it had come on so fast and so hard it just didn't fit with what was going on in my life. So it was really, really um, frightening. And what happened next when I'm asking this question, and again, had no plan, and just my deepest, deepest empathy for anyone who has ever felt uh, so, so sad, so depressed to the point where they did feel suicidal. You just have my deepest empathy. But the coldest voice answered my question of what's happening here, what am I meant to do? And what that voice said was, don't bother. Um, don't bother taking any action. Don't bother killing yourself because you'll be dead by morning anyway. Well, obviously that scared me even more. And I didn't realize at the time, because again, I, I wasn't closely enough connected with my own higher self and guides to know that was the voice of my ego just battling just it was like last licks before it went down that that's not the voice of god that's not the voice of love that's not the voice of angels or or any sort of you know uplifting energy uh the ego can be an absolute bitch <laughs> and that's just what it was as it took that last punch at me and when I woke up in the morning, um, I pulled the covers down so carefully and looked around and like was orienting because I didn't know if I was going to still be on the planet. I didn't know if I was still going to be alive. I mean, it was that terrifying uh, to have that dark night of the soul um, for me. Uh, other people can have different experiences, certainly. Um, 
I, I believe there's some analogies to a near-death experience because we always get what we most need in the near-death experience. And it's very different for different people. You're not going to hear one common experience. Sure, there can be some certain themes, um, but I did include a YouTube here um, that I recorded a few years ago with my first uh, podcast partner, uh, Karen Downing. And we each shared um, the dark nights of the soul that we had had. Hers more centered on anger, which I thought was fascinating because she's one of the most lovely, chill people I've ever met. So it was so hard to picture her. And she got so angry as part of the dark night of the soul that she mistakenly ripped a doorknob right off the door. So there just was such anger bubbling up that she didn't realize that she needed to purge. So it's, it's a big purge, um, but, but know um, that you absolutely can use some, some techniques, which we outline in that, in that YouTube, you absolutely can work with a healer like Greg or me, and we'll help you get through. We'll help you reassemble yourself in a much more, a peaceful, loving way and get that darn ego balanced from that dark night of the soul. So Greg, any comments on that? I think you went through a long dark night of the soul with the Lyme disease. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I found out that um, the more you tried to run from it or resist it or, you know, it just got worse. Um, That's such a great point that the only way out is in and you have to surrender and that's what I did too. It was like, well, if I'm going to be dead by morning, I, I just give up. There's nothing else I can do. I just, I just give up. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a similar experience. My, my first time I spiritually surrendered. That, that was a, a similar experience. It was a physical experience I had and um, from a botched pick line insertion. So my heart actually got jabbed. Um, and so I was having, I was in the midst of a heart attack and, you know, caused, wow. you know, not because I'm old, but because I had this physical obstruction get jabbed into my heart. And that night, um, it started to happen, but I was also very ups depressed, upset with every, the way everything was going with the illness. And I just said, all right, great. I'm ready. I guess I'll, I'm going to die tonight. So I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> and, um, oh my goodness. yeah, I didn't die, you know? So, um, but it's amazing how quickly things got better for me. Literally within three days, um, things started just, it was miraculous things started happening. So, you know, it's because you'd surrendered, you'd finally hit that bottom. My energy shifted so much from being a, a point of resistance and fighting and all this stuff to being wide open to anything and not attached to anything. So. Yes. Yes. So again, that, that ego just getting balanced. I had a second dark night of the soul a few years later. That time I was much more fortunate. So for me, there'd been a learning curve to it. And the second time that I started to go down and, you know, it felt like falling off a cliff or just drowning, you know, that last time you go down, it felt like both of those. And, but that time I heard dark night dark night of the soul the second time so the second time i actually was able to google it and started getting of all the crazy things 
and was able to read and get some information and then went to bed that night going, oh, I think I understand. I think I understand what happened a couple of years ago. And it just was a much uh, lighter, uh, easier experience for me that second time. Um, it lasted weeks instead of months. And again, my deepest empathy for the people that it lasts years for. Um, and then I had a third uh, round, um, maybe a year after the second one. And that time I was so connected with my higher self and guides and angels that we all said together, oh, we know what this is. She just needs to spiritually surrender and balance up her ego. She doesn't need to move into another dark night of the soul. Wow, thank God. <laughs> so it was like, oh, check that one off the list. <laughs> so there was some, um, some, some mastery to it. But again, I just want to keep my feet on the ground and just be so humble and so grateful um, that I came through as, as, as well as I did. Um, but there, there really is information that can help you and healers can help you with this. Right. So definitely an unusual healing. Yeah. 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 I would say most people don't even, you know, they wouldn't consider it a healing, but it absolutely is. I mean, it's hard to move on with your life unless you have surrendered and, and dealt with these, these issues that you were talking about, Wendy. So here, here's a, a, another one. This time, I, I was not the recipient, <laughs> thankfully, but uh, it was after I had um, gotten started doing energy work. I was still working a corporate job, so I was not doing this uh, for as a living. And a friend of mine worked at the job had found out uh, that I was doing energy work. So he came to me and he and, um, came into my office. It was a very private situation. And he said, I want to see if you can help me. So he was from um, Lebanon originally. So, you know, he's, he's ex Lebanese expatriate, you know, living in the United States, working at the same company as me. And he said, you know, Greg, I, I want to tell you that I'm going to confide in you that, you know, I'm really close with my mother. Um, but unfortunately, she's she's had this lifelong fear that she'd get um, lung cancer. And guess what? She was also a lifelong smoker. So she made sure that she got it and she's dying of it right now. He said, said right now she is in the hospital in a coma um, and she's dying. And he, he said, I, I don't expect you to perform a miracle of, of healing her completely, but can you at least try to keep her alive? And I said, that sounds reasonable. You know, in other words, keep her alive until he got there. So he had plane tickets already purchased. So he's going to fly out to, to Lebanon and, and meet his mother and hopefully, you know, spend the last few days with her. So I did a remote session on her and um, I saw you know, amazing things. Again, this is mentioned in my book, The Gratitude Curve. But um, I, it was one of these things where he left. So I didn't hear anything from him. He flew out to Lebanon and I did three healings um, with his mother and saw at one point I saw I, I was doing, you know, remote energy work on her. But then at one point, this large being came and pushed me out of the way and just started doing this work on her, stuck his arm all the way down her throat up to the elbow and pulled these black things out of her. Just really intense, amazing visions that I was seeing. So 
anyway, that, that took place um, like a month went by. So I never, you know, at that point, I hadn't heard what the result of all this was until he came back and he called me up and he said, Greg, I'd like to invite you out to lunch. I said, okay, great. Um, how's your mother? He said, well, I'm going to tell you at lunch. So, he, you know, we sat down and he said, uh, you know, my mother did die, but he said, I want you to know that when, you know, I was literally in a cab on my way to the hospital, my mom woke up 20 minutes before I got there and the doctors couldn't believe it. Like it was, <laughs> there's no sign, there's no reason and no sign for her waking up other than this intention that we put out there and the energy work that you did. Like he, he said to the doctors, yeah, they said, I don't, we don't know how this happened. And he, he mentioned me to the doctors and they were like, what are you talking about? But anyway, the amazing thing and the, the beautiful thing was he had a place in the mountains, like a, a second home out there. And he took her there, got to spend about two weeks with her quality time um, just to, her and him alone and, and, uh, you know, then she ultimately passed, but that was, that was, uh, that was an unusual healing for me. Cause usually there's more immediate feedback from the patient. Uh, this time I got no feedback from the patient. I only got late feedback from the, the person who facilitated it or precipitated it. So anyway, that, that was amazing. Um, also shows you that healing doesn't always mean you know life-saving stuff sometimes it's this type of work where you're you're helping somebody say goodbye uh knowing that sure right exactly is just huge right and knowing that it was probably her time to go anyway so i you know i didn't have any illusions that there was going to be this um i mean this is a pretty miraculous situation in and of itself but I, i didn't think she was going to be cured of, of cancer, but you know, those things do happen as well, but it, this had this, this had a certain feel to it. And anyway, it, it, it had the best possible outcome uh, based upon her timing of when it was time for her to exit. So just uh, uh, this is one of the, I, I feel really good about this situation. I was really glad I was able to help him out. And he, he spent, you know, these, these two weeks of just a, a beautiful time with his mother. So very, very cool stuff. These shared death experiences like that really can be powerful. Um, there's a gentleman named Dr. Christopher Kerr, K-E-R-R, who has a YouTube out called I Hear Dead People. And he is the uh, director of hospice. I think it's um, a hospital in Buffalo, New York. And he's done a lot of filming of both patients and their families as they're going through these end of life uh, shared death experiences like this. And again, uh, it's like we have to just be in humility and gratitude and have very balanced egos because it's it's what does it's what's meant to happen. It's you know what what does the creator want to happen? Was there perhaps a, a soul contract between them, or um, you know it's just it's just we we can only do our best to um, help others and and to bless them, and then it's just it's really up to the divine. To your slide, Wendy. All right. So I would like to talk about what for me was a very uh, unusual healing. It was my very first healing with a spiritual teacher. 
and it was back in the spring of 2013. I barely knew what a psychic was. I barely knew what a spiritual teacher was. We had a phone session. And before that phone session with her, um, this ball of light appeared in my bedroom, like at maybe four o'clock, 4.30 in the morning. And it was so bright, it woke me up. And I was just shocked because I could feel this amazing love and healing coming from it. And I'd already scheduled the appointment with her, but it was like a week or two until the appointment was actually going to happen. And she just introduced herself and told me her first name and said she was there to help me. And I mean, I was just gobsmacked. I was literally sitting up in the bed with like my jaw down on my chest because I was like, uh, look at that. I, I wish I'd thought to, to, to grab my phone because it would have been something to have, you know, gotten a picture of that. But I just, I could barely move because I could just like feel this healing energy. So that's what started, started it off. And then when we actually had the session about um, a week or, or 10 days later, the reason I'd contacted her was I knew I was having an issue with my own own ghost. Um, we've talked about that before um, on on the podcast, and it's my second book. Um, it's it's um, uh, the flow the flow one uh, Plymouth Plantation, and I had not gone home from that past life in the 1600s, and so that's why I went to her originally, and when I had asked her, how did I do? I'm very new to this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't meditate. I don't have a spiritual practice. And let me tell you, being an MBA, a master's in business administration is not helping me with any of this. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so we both laughed and she said, oh my goodness, you did an amazing job um, dealing with that very complex ghost situation. You did get the ghost. Um, of, of your own past life to the light. Good job. And she then pointed out it was actually a karmic pattern of ghosting, meaning I had done it many times after dropping my body. I had chosen not to go home. That's an issue. So we got that cleaned up um, on a bigger, bigger scale than I had known existed. Um, like I said, I was so new to this. It was just also mind blowing. And she also made sure that that ghost from colonial America, uh, Anne Warren Little was my name in that lifetime. She made sure that she was all tidy back in my timeline back in 1675 where she belonged <laughs> so that I could be fully present. So I thought, oh, end of session, isn't that great? Everything's cleaned up. Well, no, let the games begin. <laughs> So what happened next was she asked me, do you have extreme pain with your hips? And I said, yes, I just all kinds of, it's been to the point where it's been almost crippling. I mean, I have been almost to the point, frozen hips, locked hips. It's been almost to the point where I have needed a wheelchair. I've had so much trouble with hip pain. And she said very casually, well, it's because there's two demons. There's one on each hip. Would you like me to remove those for you? So again, my mind can't like quite catch up to this. My jaw's like down on the floor and I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> the answer would be yes. 
And Sekhmet came in, the amazing Egyptian, the uh, lion, lion pod avenger um, came in and started immediately working on my left hip, which was the more painful of the two. Things got really crazy feeling. It was scary. I mean, the, the wonderful teacher was doing her very best to keep me calm, but it was like, I'd never felt so much energy moving. And she at one point said, oh, I was hoping to do these one at a time, but now the other one um, is fully activating and not happy because it sees that one going out. And I can't tangle with these. These are too big for me. So I've got to get another Avenger in here that won't go to war with Sekhmet. And I'm like, ah, oh, TMI, just get these things off me. <laughs> Which she did handily. And I was so grateful for and I stood up and she's like, how do you feel? She's like, take a couple of breaths. How do you feel? I was like, it's like night and day. I cannot tell you how much better my body feels. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to like stretch. I was like moving. I'm like, you know, doing everything to like try out my hips. It was like amazing. So that was the third thing that happened in this one session and she then said, oh, goodness, uh, now that uh, maybe Sekhmet was kind of part of being from Egypt was maybe part of the segue. She said, do you have any inkling of something traumatic that happened in an Egyptian temple when you were serving there? I said, yes, I have had some nightmares about that. I've been afraid to really look at it because I don't really know what it's about. I don't really understand this stuff. <laughs> And she said, are you willing to go there with me um, if we, you know, bring in, bring in guides and guardian angels? Are you willing to go there with me? And we're going to clean it up because there's a big trauma there. And I said, took a deep breath and I said, yes. And Greg, it was amazing because this spiritual teacher physically, she is tiny. I, she's like barely five foot tall, like a hundred pounds. But as I agreed to walk into the temple of Isis past life with her, she made herself so big and so powerful. I felt like I had like a 300 pound sumo wrestler with me. It's like nothing was going to happen to me. I just felt so safe. And she put me like, she put like her left arm around me and we walked in there slowly and we cleaned up um, a very, a very traumatic experience. I'd had many wonderful experiences there, but there was also one experience that was very, very troubling to me that I was still carrying from 2000 years ago. Uh, so we cleaned that up. And then this was the most incredible 90 minutes of my life, I believe. I think I can still give it that, <laughs> give it that title because so much happened in that one session. So we got that cleaned up and she said, oh, oh my goodness. And she asked me so gently, so kindly, are you aware, have you ever had any instinct that there might have been non-consensual? And I said, yes, I've had visions and nightmares and just a feeling of energetically being violated um, in the most personal way, having been raped um, repeatedly. And what she told me, she said, there are just thousands of non-viable hybrid 
babies around you? Do you want those removed? And my question to her was, can they be saved? Can they be helped? She said, there's absolutely nothing that can be done for them. And my answer was then get them the heck off me. I'm so sorry. I, I would never imagine I would say that regarding babies. But when she'd answered that nothing could be done to save them, I just was so grossed out and violated and humiliated and everything by what had led up to these rapes by low vibration ETs, I say, get them off me. I'll work on forgiveness and understanding this later, but right now, get them the heck off me. Using more salty language, but I'm keeping it PG today. (laughs) So she did that. And Greg, it was like, it was like I could get the first breath of my life. I just, I can't explain to you what this series of events was doing. Again, all in one session with this powerful psychic surgery. I didn't even know what psychic surgery was and I'm glad I didn't, Um, but it just was, it was amazing. The next thing she said to me, and I'm looking at the clock thinking, oh my God, nothing else can possibly happen. (laughs) And the next thing she said to me was, there's a lot of implants in you that don't serve you. They're very negative. They're from a very long time ago. Um, Would you like those removed? And I clarified this, like, they don't serve me. They don't help me. She said, they absolutely do not. So she started removing them left and right um, from all over me. And again, I was like, finally breathe. It's like, I don't feel, I don't feel crushed anymore. I don't feel controlled. It just, it was like being reborn again. And then all of a sudden I heard her take a deep breath in and say, oh, 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 you know, just because I see something doesn't mean I need to interfere with it. And I could feel something in the middle of my back and I could sense, I could hear like tick, 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 tick. And I said, what the heck is that? And she said very carefully, well, again, I have to say, I'm not meant to touch that. That's above my pay grade, Wendy. And I said, there's some sort of time bomb there. There's some sort of, I can hear it. There's some sort of bomb. And she said, yes, I agree. We're we're seeing it and feeling it the same way. I said, well, now that I am aware of that, you cannot just leave it there. You can't do that. I said, I am calling in my higher self into my body. I am calling in everyone to help. You, everyone needs to remove this. I don't care how you do it. I trust you. I trust the divine, but that is going to be removed now. And that, that is exactly what happened. And that was a big part of me stepping into my power because I started to say words and say things and call for help that I didn't know consciously until that moment how to call for. Um, and she, she, and, and, you know, with much, with much assistance did remove it. And again, it was like, I took the first breath of my life because imagine at some deep subconscious level, knowing that you've got a time bomb in you, that is not a good feeling. No. Um, uh, 
you know, and like I said, once I, once we've moved it out of the subconscious into the conscious, you can't just say, oh, I'm not really meant to touch that. Oh, you know, our time is up for today. <laughs> yeah, no. No. no, I don't think so. <laughs> and wow. um, yeah, it was, it was something. So there was my first psychic healing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So that was spring of 2013. It was just before, um, it was literally the day before my youngest daughter's birthday. So I know it was March 12th, uh, 2013, because I then had to pull myself together. Um, and this, this, this healing was after work. I'd already worked all day and I had to uh, drive home and stop at the grocery store because I had to get my daughter's ice cream cake for her birthday the next day. And I'm like, you know, mind blown. And like, I just want to go home and like process all this. But Greg, I did the strangest shopping in that grocery store. Cause she said to me, you're now going to, she said, you are post-op. You need to do everything you can to chill for the next 90 days. If you can take off from work, it would be ideal. Anything you can take off your schedule. Cause you are in a very delicate post-op. That is the biggest healing I've ever done for anyone. Later turned out um, that I've been her mother many times. She's been my daughter many times. We've switched back and forth. Um, she felt we'd literally um, been together in thousands of past lives. So that's why I think so much was accomplished so quickly. It's like we were waiting a lifetime to find each other again. And this amazing healing that she was able to do for me. But the way the post-op showed, so I'm thinking I'm just going to pick up this birthday cake and just get my little self on home and crash. No, instead I'm like shopping. I'm like, I need, I need red meat. I need cheese. I need cantaloupe. And I'm like throwing stuff in the cart. And then I'm like looking at it. I'm like, what is this? It was, it was like pregnancy cravings. It's that, that's how I was when I was pregnant. I couldn't get enough protein and I could not get enough cantaloupe. <laughs> Those were like the things that I craved. And that was kind of part of like letting go of all those pregnancies. And I had been an infertility patient for years and I'd had two ectopic pregnancies. And those were some of the other things she asked me. She said, did you have trouble getting pregnant? And did you have trouble with your, uh, and I said, yes, very much so. She said, do you have children? I said, yes, I have two daughters, very hard earned. She said, did you have trouble during the birth process or the delivery? I said, absolutely. And I told her I'd had a near death experience with, with one of them. Um, and really it had been, she said, it was all that, it was all that ET interference in your field. Wow. So it's like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, just day and night. So it was the most incredible, uh, unusual healing that I will always, always be grateful for. It just forever changed my life for the positive. I'd say that's the most incredible, unusual healing I've ever heard of. <laughs> so that's 90 uh, minutes right. by phone. Wow. <laughs> Worth every, every penny of whatever you paid. That. That's incredible. Certainly was. I maxed my credit card and worth every penny. It changed my life. Yeah, seriously. So these well, things are possible. We really can receive these healings. They really are possible. Absolutely. 
Let me tell one more I, I, I've, I've touched on before. It, it, again, I don't want to keep referring to my book, but this is in my book as well, The Gratitude Curve. But um, this was a situation where um, I was going through my awakening like you were, Wendy. I wasn't aware of any abilities I had other than I'd been trained in Reiki, but I didn't know anything about remote healing or astral projection or any of this kind of stuff. And I'd had uh, this nightmare that uh, a relative of mine had visited me and he had been uh, removed from me by a completely different psychic years and years before. But I reached out to this, this person and I said, I feel like my, my grandfather's on me again. And you know, what, what, what can we do? And she, she said, you know, let me, let me, you know, hang up with you. I'm going to project. I'm going to take a look at what's going on with you and I'll call you back. So she did. And she described, you know, our past life interactions and why this was happening in this lifetime. Um, and, you know, and I said, okay, well, great. Now get him off of me. And she said, no, <laughs> what do you mean? She said, you're going to do it yourself. I said, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. She said, precisely. I'm going to tell you, and then uh, you're going to do it. So mind you, I was at work. I was in a corporate office. So I just thought, so she told me what to do, that she told me where the attachments were, the cordial attachments, what to do, how to get them off of me, and then, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, I took down some notes. I said, all right, I'm going to do that. And then we, you know, we hung up and I was a little miffed, you know, I'm like, come on, she could have easily done this, but obviously, you know, this was something I had to do. So I sat I wanted there. wanted to step into your power. Absolutely. So I sat there and then all of a sudden, I, I'll never experience this. I don't ever want to experience this again. It felt like somebody rattled my cage. Like all of a sudden, it, it felt like somebody rattled my consciousness. Like all the, I just got disoriented. Like I'd been shaken up. Like um, I was dizzy and, and I thought, okay. Psychic like attack provoking me. Yeah. He's like telling me, you know, we're not going to wait, you know, you're going to, what's going on. So I had, luckily I had an office that had a door and, um, but I, I walked out, walked around the office, went to the water cooler to make sure, you know, I could do this. Like Coast nobody was clear. Would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I closed the door and I, and I didn't want to turn the light off and like assume Lotus position or anything. So if somebody would have walked in, that would have been the weirdest thing. So I just put my hand over my eyes and within seconds, I could see what was going on. Now, I did all the things that she um, recommended. But one of the things that happened during this removal was suddenly I realized I was about 30 feet tall. I had the skin of a red dragon. And that not only did I, could I see the skin and the scales, my skin was on fire. And it had like a blue flame glow to it. And I thought, what the hell is this? So anyway... This terrified my grandfather. He was like, oh, my God, which seemed to be the point, right? So anyway, all these, he got cast off and got removed and everything. And then afterwards, um, you know, first of all, I thought my thinking of dragons at the time were, aren't they kind of evil? Am I evil? You know, what? what is this? Is this a, did I have a past life as a dragon? And to this day, I'm still you know, wondering, obviously I'm not evil, but, um, I must dragons have had a pa- not evil dragons right. are a powerful energy being 
that has been blamed and vilified. I believe they're part of the fourth dimension and they actually prepared earth for human beings. So keep an open mind. Yeah, thank you, Wendy. Vilified. Well, the thing that I was- I have a past life. I have multiple past lives right. as a dragon. And I've, I just recently came across another person during an energy healing session that the, the words were uh, dragon sister. <laughs> so apparently I didn't, I've had, I think, you know, Wendy, you and I have talked about, we've had past lives. I'm sure you're one of my dragon sisters as well. But the, the thing that was amazing to me was that my higher self seemed to step in and just take over, knew exactly what to do, assuming the form of the red dragon and, and taking care of business, which, um, I've never heard of. I still ha haven't heard of it since. I'm sure other people have had that experience, but this was a case of my higher self, self stepping in and stepping into the mastery of you know of that life as a dragon and and doing this kind of warrior activity. So I just wanted to you know that was not only was that an unusual healing, it was a very unusual <laughs> experience that um, I've not heard of too often is this kind of an intervention from your higher self. Yes. And getting aligned with our higher self is so important. And it's something that often takes some assistance. Um, and as you said too, Greg, bringing forth that past mastery from past lives, past lives, they're not meant to be the doom and gloom report. And people often resist looking at them and say, oh, I just want to be in the now and be in the present moment. And I know that's more important, but if you're being impacted by past life energy, you need to deal with it. So if you've got health issues, if you've got uh, wealth issues, relationship issues, those are usually the three big areas that get impacted. And we can bring forward that past life mastery, as Greg said, because everything that I was able to bring forward from that temple of Isis, once I healed that one instance, the rest of it's amazing. It's, it's actually my next, my next book. Nice. So um, these things are very, very possible. They're not, the unusual is becoming usual. So that's why we're here to help normalize and help you land these things. Right. Stick that's the landing so like a gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your All right. I would like to wrap up with a quick run through of what happened um, in the spring of 2013 after that amazing, uh, incredible uh, healing with the spiritual teacher is I was able to move from 3D up to 5D. And this beautiful um, picture of those of you who are looking, um, I took and it's Ramona Falls, Oregon, um, and it's from my past life there. Um, I had a past life there as Jesse um, Applegate, who was one of the, um, the wagon train leaders and helped settle the West. And that was a big surprise to me because I'd always lived on the East Coast. But when I moved out to the West Coast, guess what? My West, West Coast past life started presenting. So what happened in spring of 2013, I had this near constant, uncomfortable, internal shaking. Like I just felt like I was vibrating. I felt like I was coming undone. It did not feel good. It was very, it was like an internal earthquake all the time. I was exhausted. My sleep patterns were really altered and I'd always been a good sleeper. That had been one of my gifts. Um, 
So I actually Googled at one point, I started to catch on. I, I was hearing the term ascension and ascension symptoms. So I found this great article on a hundred possible ascension symptoms to know that you were raising your vibration and frequency. I had 97 of them. <laughs> wow. It's like, no wonder I felt like I was shaken to death. Um, it was crazy. Because again, trying to work full time, trying to take care of kids. But I aligned with my higher self in, a, in just a, a wild, wild way and was so grateful that that happened. I could sense someone really wonderful and powerful yet sweet. And I could always sense her to my right, like, like up ahead a little and to my right. And I thought it was a new guide coming in and it actually turned out to be my higher self. So, and I, at that point, I got um, some free software where you could put three photos in it to see your aura and to see what the Carillion photography was of, of the things that you can't normally see with the naked eye. So I put this nice photo in of me on vacation um, and I'm standing with the lake behind me, standing out on my dad and stepmom's deck. And it was very interesting because my aura wasn't around me guess what? It was way ajar to my right. And I kept getting these messages, go to the right, move to the right. I'm like, what does that mean? Do the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing. You know, what does that mean? I saw two different psychics and they both told me, they just were smiling. They're like, you're doing great. You're going to figure it out. I'm like, can you tell me what's going on? They're like, nope, you need to figure it out yourself. Just like you, Greg needed to rise up and take care of business with the ancestor that was um, rattling your cage because that's not okay. So I did get aligned with my higher self and it was fantastic. Again, it was like, whoo, I feel like me. I feel so much more like me now. I also had a spontaneous um, full uh, Kundalini opening during that time period. Thought I blew the roof out of the bedroom because uh, it was just so um, incredible. I shared that story in an earlier, earlier podcast. I was able to transmute my karma uh, for having been a heartbreaker and for having abused power. And having abused power was causing me to just be a shrinking violet in this lifetime because I was so afraid of abusing it again. I'm like, ooh, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want more of that karma. So I wasn't, I wasn't speaking publicly. I wasn't publishing. I just wasn't doing what I came here to do. So it took some um, experiences with a, a former, uh, former soulmate um, to, uh, to uh, move me into that area. And he did so by breaking my heart repeatedly until I fully stood into my power without abusing it. I blew out my etheric central nervous system. Let me tell you, that does not feel good. It was pain in every inch of my body. It was pain in parts of my body. I didn't know I had because I'm talking central nervous system. The great news is your central nervous system can be replaced um, your chakras can be replaced. Yes, typically they're enhanced and they're healed and they're, you know, those sorts of things go on, but I absolutely am doing these things with and for clients, of course, with the divine assistance that, that they need. We're, we're, we're just the vessel. We're just the facilitator. 
Uh, my seven upper chakras that connected my crown up to the divine came in. I got this tremendous heart, heart, heart healing as I moved from uh, 3D up to 5D. Yes, I did have to do some work in 4D. I got an ascended master assigned to me as a daily resource. I'm like, oh my gosh, that can actually be true. You can work with one every day or whoever is, is you know, right for you to work with. And as I mentioned, I later learned how to um, replace chakras. And just um, a few days ago, I replaced uh, the central nervous system for a client who has had uh, PTSD um, of almost every day of his life and has just been suffering um, in what I would call a decades long um, dark night of the soul um, with some, some suicide ideation. So it's been a really, really serious situation. So I was so honored and thrilled that I was able to replace some chakras for him and replace his central nervous system. So uh, that was the very speedy tour uh, through the 3D moving up to 5D, but that was an incredible, incredible, unusual healing. It went on for a couple of months um, in the spring of 2013. So you had a big year that year, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of stuff. Yes, yes. Well, we are at the uh, end of our show today, Wendy, and... Uh, Yes, so let's wrap up and thank you so much for being here for our 50th episode. Uh, join us September 12th um, for the next, the next um, episode. Open to suggestions. What do you most need help with? We would love to hear um, your suggestions. Please join us on Facebook. Um, look for the Waking Up Spiritually group and join the discussion there. Uh, visit us at our website at wakingupspiritually.com. Click on the broadcasts tab. And that will take you to um, the 50 uh, episodes. Thanks to Greg doing all the, the work of um, getting them there. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can see um, the various podcasts there. And we so appreciate you rating and reviewing us on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast app where you can find us as Waking Up, Waking Dash Up Spiritually, because uh, that helps other people uh, find us too. And Greg can be reached via his website at greg, G-R-E-G-G, -G, Kirk, K-I-R-K.com. And I'm at wendyrosewilliams.com. And please request your complimentary 15-minute phone appointment today. You are not meant to suffer. You are not meant to struggle. We are both here to tell you we both have been so incredibly blessed in our lives. We absolutely have been in the trenches we don't help people and heal people from a theoretical standpoint. We do it from having slogged our way through. <laughs> and all that mud absolutely does birth some beautiful lotus flowers. So let us help you find yours. We just want to see you bloom and blossom and have um, a fantastic life aligned with your purpose. So please do contact us. We'd love to work with you. Well, thank you, Wendy. Here's to another 50 episodes. Uh, we'll see everybody next month. Bye-bye. Yes. See you in September. Bye-bye.